Hi, doggy. You're afraid to dive into the plasma pool, aren't you? You're afraid to be destroyed and recreated, aren't you? This mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it. And may the Christian Lord guide my hand against your Roman popery! Hey, asshole! You look. I've seen Welcome, everybody, to Cinecite. This is episode 42 of April 3rd, 2018. It's our 42nd episode today. It is our 42nd episode Ooh. today. Is that counting the bonus odes? No. Whoa, Whoa so I don't it's even those. higher. Yeah. Damn. Take me higher. <laughs> Will do. I am Johnny. <laughs> I'm Sammy. I'm Adrian. And I'm Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey. Happy birthday. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Because I knew you didn't want me to say that. (laughs) Today, we've been gathered, not just for Chris's birthday, but because we're going to discuss Ready Player One. We're going to talk the newest masterpiece by Tommy Wiseau. Wiseau. Wiseau and Greg Sestro. But first, welcome... (laughs) I just like blanked. (laughs) So, we are going to be bringing a new theme for this month. Uh, Last month we did an episode for a (laughs) theme. You did an episode. An episode, but this week, this month, we're going to try and do a better job. I'm going to do a better job of making that happen. Why are you putting the blame on us? I'm not blaming you guys. Wow. You can blame it. Uh, uh. I'm blaming myself. I didn't make it. I didn't see enough of the movies for it to try to get it together. So I'm going to try harder this month. But we're going to be doing 10 year anniversaries. So films like Wally and Slumdog Millionaire and That's The Dark Knight. That's 10 years old. That's 10 years old. Holy. Dude, The Dark Knight. I've been wanting to rewatch that anyway. Oh. So Exactly. <laughs> Movie party. That's right. So oh, Let's do that. Look forward to those movies. They should be coming up soon. Let's live stream ourselves watching The Dark Knight. I'm down for that. We'll be like, man, I wonder what Heath Ledger's up to these days. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we'll be doing an episode it's, it's been to like remember years. him. <laughs> It's funny now. <laughs> right, right, guys? Yeah. No. <laughs> Comedy is tragedy plus time. Yeah. <laughs> I read that in the book once. It's been both. I think Chris, Chris did too. Yeah, Chris read it. I'm Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> so look forward to those episodes. <laughs> and you can see those episodes coming on our social media, all of our social media and Facebook. All the links are going to be on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And we will be launching a new website. In the future, can't Wait. give you all the details yet because it's not ready. But we'll let you know when it's ready. We, it's gonna be super dope, and you'll be, be able to comment. Oh, you'll yeah. be able to comment on episodes. Yeah, and that'll be very nice to have all of the great new features for it. And it'll be hopefully make us closer to you guys. But only Skip. nice comments. Skip. Yeah, yeah. Mean none, ones will none be of those promptly. Trolls. Mean ones will be promptly edited to say nice things. Yes. Unless you give us five stars, and it, it's fine. Then yeah, you can say you whatever can, you want. Yeah, if you give five us five stars, hated it. But then I'll be real confused. <laughs> like, which one do you mean, and which one is it? Yeah, five stars. But I, but I don't know. I'm self conscious. We're always just going to assume that they really loved us <laughs> naturally. So, without further ado, 
let's get into discussing Ready Player One. What cool. number of Spielberg's movie is this? This has to be like a million. 30, doesn't it? No. 33. Yeah. That wasn't a random number. It, 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 I think it's actually Come on, wow. We've done more episodes than he's done movies. Wow. Yeah. Get loser. on your game. <laughs> You're not <Lame>. a loser. <laughs> <laughs> so for general thoughts of Ready Player One, uh, I initially enjoyed the movie. I still mostly enjoyed the movie. Uh, but it took a couple of days after we saw it because we saw it opening night mm-hmm. and there was just a general positive feeling walking out of the theater. And then I don't really have that many moments where I watch a movie and it like sits with me the next few days. And I'm like, you know, I feel like in an, in another week, I will almost have forgotten that I ever saw this movie <laughs> because mm-hmm. there was just I don't know. It didn't feel memorable because it was very reliant on all of the references. The story of it was, it was fine. Like it was a VR experience. And I mean, it would have been helpful had there been a heavier reliance on giving some sort of moral story to it. And it kind of lacked that. It kind of turned more into a, how I feel watching an Indiana Jones movie where like I was entertained by that movie, but I felt nothing from it afterwards, but overall I enjoyed it, but I don't think it's one of its best movies, nor do I think it's even really that good of a movie. It was an okay movie. I would have to agree. Um, I came out of it thinking, that it was fun, but it was too long. Like, I immediately thought that it was, like, at least 20 to 30 minutes. Mo- way more than it needed to be, mm-hmm. if not more. And most of that is due to the fact that it's just a very strung along, like, bare bones plot with just a lot of pop culture thrown on top of it, which is okay. I just think that there could have been a lot more done with the story as far as some moral umbrella to kind of tie everything together and there's a few different ways they could have gone I think and there just really wasn't anything I just didn't really feel anything after the movie and like you said I probably will forget that I even saw this Um, I thought the effects were really great and overall I thought it looked good they made the VR look almost too CGI'd which was kind of the point that you could definitely tell that it was effects because it made it look like yeah you're in a game not that it's just enhanced real life um and i liked the way that it looked the performances were fine but nothing really stand out i love ben mendelson i thought he was great i thought mark rylance was really mark rylance was really good too um but again nothing that i would say like oh i i'll remember that performance a month from now because i don't know if i will but it was fun i laughed a few times and it was enjoyable but it was definitely shallow I th- before the movie, I thought it was going to be a real shit movie. <laughs> but it's not. It's better than that, so I'm yeah. very happy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Low bar. Yeah, man. So just do that for all of the movies. Um, I don't know. You guys kind of said it all. 
I think it's like a middle of the road, like B level movie for Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Which Steven Spielberg's B level movies are still better than other ones, but it could have been a lot better too. Quick question. Is the actor who is the head of IOI in Robocop? Ben Mendelsohn? Ben Mendelsohn? Yeah. I don't know. Are you, do you um, mean the rebooted one? Or no, the original I never one? saw that because it looked bad. Um, I'm pretty uh, sure he's a bad, he's like one of the bad guy executives in Robocop. And like a half the way through the movie, I was like, hey, that guy's from Robocop. And like, I noticed that I was like not really paying attention to the movie. <laughs> oh, I, I think I know who you're talking Yeah. I, he, I don't think so because Ben Mendelsohn I isn't that, that is. old. I'll, I'll look that he's up. He's really real young in that. Was he? He's like early 20s or so. I mean, like maybe not early 20s, but um, also everybody in Hollywood is like 15 o- years older than they look. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, true story. He's probably like 82 and he just <laughs> looked, but he's like 15 in the movie. Um, this movie was like weirdly kind of like family guy because it's just like references nonstop mm-hmm. to like stuff that only sort of matters but doesn't really mm-hmm. to the movie. Um and it has, because it's about all this, like, 80s nostalgia and stuff, it's got, like, the same feel as a lot of those classic 80s movies. Like, it feels like if you really enjoy The Breakfast Club, unironically, that you will probably <laughs> like this movie because it has that same um, feel to it. Um, like, intellectually, like, pretty stale. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, a, a pretty stale overall, other than just, like, oh, come on, gang, let's have some fun. And you're just like, yeah, I guess. I guess. We're a little over that right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been since for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know, man. It's just like, a, before I went, I was like, this looks like it's going to be a stream of 80s nerd references. And then it was, so I wasn't, mm-hmm. like, disappointed that it was, because it was obviously that. Mm-hmm. But also, the fact that it is exactly that and nothing else makes it makes you wonder, like, why you would watch it. It just feels weird that Spielberg, like, loves telling a great story. Yeah. He makes a movie around a good story. And this was, like... Not not a lot that, of story to not it. Not a lot of substance and like very like there was three or four themes that could have been a central theme of the movie and they're just like barely touched on and not fleshed <laughs> out. And it just feels strange for him to take mm-hmm. this on as a project. So yeah. kind of confused about that. I was gonna say, well, it was based on a book, and then I remembered that like some of his best stuff is based on books. Jurassic mm-hmm. Park yeah. is based on a book, and Jurassic Park is amazing. Yes. So uh I, Schindler's list too. Yeah. I mean I just really don't know what happened. Yeah. I think that there's just not really a lot to work with from from the book yeah. itself, probably, that he was just like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what to do, you guys. Like, <laughs> I, did, I gave it my Spielberg best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was the thing I thought after I left, was like, this movie would have sucked <laughs> yeah. if it was not directed by Steven so Spielberg. Like, yeah. by a, or like some other really good director, you mm. know. And that's where, like, I'm going to go back to The Post a little bit, where The Post, like... I think that movie was boring because it was like a very straightforward story by a director who's he doesn't like to do things traditionally very straightforward. Yeah. And this is not a straightforward story. Well, if he does, he makes it like a spectacle. Yeah, he he, like he makes it make, entertaining and the post makes, wasn't that. Yeah, he makes a story that seems unapproachable, very approachable. So like when it's this, like the story is just like all references it's very strange because they're it's very unnuanced it's just like yeah watch all this stuff here's a here's a cool reference that you probably remember or you don't but (laughs) it's for that one person who did 
Uh, something else too is that um, this movie, like even the actual plot and not just the references, are like structured in a way to evoke the stuff that it's talking about. You know, like it yeah. feels like an '80s adventure, but like he doesn't do anything with that that no. makes it have another layer to it. It's just like a throwback, like thing. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. dude, I don't really care about that. Like, <laughs> it's so it's so go, shallow. I would just go watch an '80s adventure movie mm-hmm. if I wanted to see one again. Yeah. Like, why why are we not trying to add a little more to it? Yeah, right. when it when it cuts down to the like bare bones and like this is about friendship. Like, but was re- it? Like, really? This is that's <laughs> what this is. Yeah, friendship and love and life, like how reality is good. <laughs> but like very like, okay, <laughs> very like shallowly about those things though yeah. too. Like it doesn't really try to no. make any of those things very important. It's just like, and he gets the girl, and you're like, okay, and you're like, yeah, and yeah. that's it. And you're like, oh, all right, nice. Like that was total. I didn't see that coming. Holy yeah. cow. Um, yeah, there are not a lot of plot twists in this. Where I was like, oh wow. Um, <laughs> it, the only like he tries to shock you with references like that's the thing and you're like oh wow i didn't know that was in this oh wow i didn't know that that was going to be a reference in this movie yeah (laughs) or like just the level of references that were coming there are some other uh podcasts i've listened to where they're reviewing it and they literally spent maybe 15 to 20 minutes just reading off properties from it it's like that's Sounds insane. like a boring podcast. Yeah. yeah. Not like us. <laughs> anyway, here's all We're the references. <laughs> um, last thing of general thoughts for me is just that I thought that the CGI was a little too bright and reflective, and it made it like hard to look at or like distinguish mm-hmm. things when there are crowds of characters. I was like, I, this is, hurts my eyes. Like, I <laughs> Well, I think that's like trying to fit how Spielberg likes to make his movies, but still doing that in all CGI, which that's a very clashy look. Yeah. That's like trying to have his looks from, I don't know. Can't think of a movie right off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, Like war of the worlds, I suppose where like everything Mm. is very kind of shadowy and gray scaled, but still like shiny and polished. It's contrasting. Yeah. It, it, it didn't look super like obviously I can't I don't know how to do CGI any better obviously but I mean <laughs> it it looked funny to me yeah anybody else have anything to add are we ready to get into alright so then go we're gonna take a quick break go see the movie then come back check us out on all of our social media we'll be back back everybody we are back to discuss more in depth on ready player one including spoilers including spoilers Spo- we're gonna spoil spoiler. the heck out of this movie we're gonna spoil all the references yeah surprise <laughs> there are battle toads in this 
Yep, you didn't know that going in. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's uh, there are like, uh, where's Waldo? Because they showed up a bunch of times, but like buried yeah. in the crowd. <laughs> and so I just thought that was kind of funny. I I did sort of enjoy that one just because I was like, why do they keep showing? Up? Yeah, they like, showed up like three or four times. Yeah. Which yeah. Every every time I kept on leaning to you, like battle toads. Yeah, again, battle toads. Yeah, the Jeez. last time it happened, um, my friend was like, ah, look, it's the battle toads, and I was like, ah, oh, they've been in it like several times. <laughs> but yeah, did you guys have a favorite reference that you saw? Anything um, that popped up or surprised you? Mecha before? Godzilla. I that was good I, stuff. Well, I first thought he was just going to like pull out. Like an all-out Godzilla thing because he like showed the diagram. Mm. And then he's like Mecha Godzilla, and it's like ooh. <laughs> I was kind of underwhelmed when they actually showed him though because yeah. it's like that doesn't really look like Mecha Godzilla. Would have been cool to see like hokey Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, the way he actually looked instead of cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would have really enjoyed that. Um. The CGI did look really good on the Gundam. Yes, which was my favorite reference. Obviously, the giant gun fighting Mega Godzilla with Iron Giant in the background. <laughs> that was my most enjoyable moment of the two and a half hour long movie. Yeah, that I can't even remember scene. all of the honestly. So many. This is everything. Beatles this is my favorite oh, character right. <laughs> was TJ Miller yeah, in the Oasis. That was I thought he was funny as his like as himself, but as a giant man yeah. with a skull for a torso. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, but he you yeah, t- but he talks and it's like oh, it's just T.J. Miller being <laughs> himself. I think that's every role that he ever does. Yeah, though. and it's always yeah. it's funny. I was enjoy he it. Rock or whatever. The the one that collected all the treasure was like the bounty hunter in yeah. the Oasis, but they never showed him in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have one, Chris? Not really, but. Um, when they first showed his car, it was the DeLorean. The DeLorean. Like, I squealed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the Akira motorcycle too, uh, but I knew that was going to be there, so I also wasn't like surprising. the reference to Simon Pig. He yeah, reference. Did you, you mean when he's being in it? <laughs> oh, I was about to say. No, okay, he wasn't actually in it. He was just referenced himself right? in the movie. Yeah. Um, Toots. Did anybody else get like viscerally angry at how stupid the first like one was to solve? The backwards. Just driving you backwards. can't tell me backwards. in five years that nobody thought to drive backwards. Like I honestly don't believe yeah. that. Especially I go backwards so in Mario like Kart like half the time on accident. <laughs> yeah, especially so. if you especially if you actually do play games like and watch yeah. and watch YouTube videos. People like play the game wrong on purpose all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, that can't be it. And no. then afterward, like only five or six people still have figured it out. Yeah. And I was like, bullshit. Everyone would have gotten. You know, the first somebody key figured it that. out. Just literally sit there and watch people and see what. What they do and they would have seen someone go and then there the, would have been yeah. like masses of people the do it point was like almost completely negated by the way they solved the the third key which is like oh you have to kind of break the game in order yeah. to solve this it's like nobody thought to do that on the other the first okay two we mm-hmm. can just agree that there's a lot of leaps in this movie like a yeah. lot but of like, leaps that are made but it's about video games and though it, like and it's it's, a, yeah. i think that the reason why it's so annoying that the leaps are so large is that it's such a long movie yeah and you're just like if you're gonna be this dumb 
don't make it take so long. <laughs> like, even like, don't, don't build up anticipation for an hour. Right. Like, you drive backwards. Well, like, even like what? the movement that they talk about in the real world where they're like driving to get away from the IOI people. And mm-hmm. there's just like logistically, it doesn't make sense how long it's like taking them to get from place to place. But yeah, it's a, it's a movie that's two and a half hours long, but they're driving really fast everywhere. Like it doesn't make yeah. any sense. <laughs> So there was a there was an interesting quote that I uh, read on an an essay that somebody from IndieWire wrote. Uh, his name was is David Elric. Uh, so he was talking about, if I believe I remember the headline correctly, it was them talking about how he thought that this is one of Spielberg's worst films. Uh, he said, and I quote. It's a corporate blockbuster about the corporatization of blockbusters directed by the man who invented blockbusters, referencing Jaws and Close Encounters, obviously. But more than that, it's inherently derivative studio film about the crisis of originality in today's studio filmmaking and a sexless orgy of intellectual property that tries in its too gentle way to liberate fans from the franchises and iconography that they love a little too much for their own good. So, long story short, there's a lot of references in this movie, and it made the movie feel very shallow. Can very we shallow. Kind of all agree on that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... <laughs> so there... The most frustrating thing to me about this is there are so many different things that they touch on during the movie that could be like take home messages for the kids, you know, or like morals of the story about Mm -hmm. what the story is about. First of all, being Halliday's whole thing was about ultimately losing his best friend and -hmm. like the selfishness of that and how friendship matters and how you need to have people in your life that hold you accountable and whatever. But they gloss over it just randomly and then they like come back to it so it doesn't really like hit home also like just to go off that uh there was a friend of mine who had read the book and mentioned that uh holiday is a character who has like some form of autism which like they i don't even think they mentioned that no. at all they just kind of like have him be kind of odd in the movie which i mean i don't know if they didn't want to bring that up at all in this movie. But even H, I believe in the book, she's lesbian. And they don't really right. mention anything about that at all. <laughs> they could or have, even show like, her for they the could first have also hour and a used, half. Like, there's just, I don't know, man. There's just so many different things they could have done. Mm-hmm. They make the point of like, your real life is important and you need to take time away from your digital life and whatever. They never go into what happened to real earth and why people are like in such poverty and what they're Mm. doing to stop it. And even though they end the movie with like the Oasis is closed two days a week, like they're literally sitting there making out. They're not doing anything, even though there's people that are living in shacks everywhere. (laughs) Like there's so much that could have been said and any point could have been made about it, whatever they wanted to make. And they're mm-hmm. just like, eh, we don't want to cover any of that. We want to reference more 80s video games. Yeah. But what if that's all he wanted to do? Why make the movie then? I don't get it. That's just where, to do it. I guess. Where, yeah. Money. That's where, like, it's... Money. Clearly. Like, he's... 
he's usually better at this. Like he's usually better <laughs> at like if there's something that he can make a platform and discuss a little bit about, like he can usually expand a little bit more on it. And this one, he just like brought it up and he's like, you don't need to remember that. It's fine. Cause we got to bring in this Gundam. Right. <laughs> yeah. Can we please name the episode? He's usually better at this. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> But oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. So it just it kind of leans towards the movie feeling empty where there's like so many things that they could do and they just like mention it and gloss over it and like that's fine but It's fun I for mean, what it was. But there was a lot of potential to like have a message, which if you're going to make a movie that's almost two and a half hours long, you can have the fun stuff, but you could also like there are movies like Black Panther that are really freaking fun, but they're also like making social commentary and like have a point. Mm-hmm. Mitch, maybe Disney's just better at doing that than anyone. Maybe. I don't know. Because like they have animated movies like Coco that are like also really fun, but super sad at the same time that have a message. And this one just didn't deliver on that which maybe that's just me looking for that in movies and when i don't find it i'm disappointed but there was potential i think remember low bar low bar. yeah um i want to say like from the the gossip and stuff that i've seen in this meme group that i'm in and just on the internet and places (laughs) is that like it's it really seems like to me and this isn't like a i don't know but it just seems like uh the target audience of both like the book and the movie is just like white neck beards yep yeah and they're just like i saw a post that somebody like in this group that i'm in sometimes they'll post something that they saw and be like look at this fucking guy right <laughs> and so like one of them was like ready player one could be like this movie for gamers i can't remember what they were comparing it to but they're like it could liberate us and blah 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 like and i was like what you like, need what do you need liberated from exactly. again because i'm not really yeah. sure where your like, oppression you're, even you're exists the one staying home playing games all the time like what are you talking about so it, yeah it was very strange but like I, I kind of, it it makes me cynically think that like mm, at least half of the reason why this was made is because like it's become such a large subculture that they just knew they would make a bunch of money off of it mm-hmm. of like nostalgic sad white mm-hmm. dudes living in their mom's basement would be like I'm gonna go see Ready Player One it gets me which is <laughs> exactly they're trying to make this point of in the Oasis you can be anything you want and they're like completely missing out on so many different properties because they only have the rights to certain studios (laughs) and certain properties but like there's nothing superhero there's nothing Disney there's nothing like can you imagine really being in the Oasis and there's no superheroes or like nothing from like Bollywood Mm -hmm. or like K-pop or anything like just think of all the cultures in the world that would exist in the Oasis if it was real but all (laughs) we have is 80s references like it just falls so flat yeah that's when we walked out and like one of my first initial thoughts is like I think the only anime thing I saw was like Gundam and Hello Kitty Mm-hmm. Like there would be way more variety than that if it was actually right. Existing. They're just they're preaching inclusion, but they didn't do it with the movie. Which <laughs> I get that they can't get all the properties like known to man. It's just not possible. But it just it logistically doesn't work in my mind for yeah. them to say that and then have it look the way that it looked. Okay. And plus, here's another thought that I just thought of after you said that, which is that <laughs> in 
in the Oasis, you can be whatever you want, and everybody is just a character from a thing that already exists. Like, nobody was like, I'm gonna have dragon wings and a seal's head. Yeah. Like, the, there would be, like, a bunch of people who, like, the, there'd be, like, a movement of people who are like, we're dragon-winged things, like, and, like, weird crap like that. The internet would go insane and be, like, You're super telling creative. me there, there isn't a centaur in there. And instead, they're like, there's a whole part of it that's Minecraft. And I was like, okay, yeah. uh, sure, yes, there's that would exist. 50 but people that are Master Chief. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure, yeah, that would exist, but there would also be a ton of, like, original content in the Oasis, of which they made no point at all. It, I, I don't know. Just it's, the two main characters, which were superhuman-looking. They just had weird-colored skin and hair. Yeah. The Minecraft thing is interesting, too, because, like, they literally started the movie off by saying, it's a lot like Minecraft. Yeah. Like, like, oh, now I understand. It's exactly like Minecraft. <laughs> like, they couldn't have found, the, like, the dumbest... Like dumbing it down that level to just say it's Minecraft. Like, okay. Do you so going off of that again? Uh, the movie made or it attempted to make a point about nostalgia being like a thing that you shouldn't rely on. When that's, that's what it is. Yeah. When like, the whole is. thing is just learning about everything this one dude liked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that was something that this movie contradicts itself the entire time. It, that was yeah. I, it's definitely not self-aware. I like, wanted at to all. make that a point of emphasis where like that just really ended up rubbing me the l- wrong way because like nostalgia is one thing. Like that's fine. I've never been much of a big nostalgia person. Like. There's some things I'm more nostalgic about than others. But Street Fighter. Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> Say one. But one. Yeah. I love that song. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, for a movie that's talking about how you shouldn't rely on nostalgia and then make that all the movie is about, that's what ended up making Which, me... Which, is that the point? Because if it was, <laughs> it didn't come across. Like, the irony? Was that supposed to be intentional? There was no irony. I don't think it they, was either. They literally, like, None. like those people even lived intended, their whole lives just in nostalgia. It wasn't of this even one dude. intended for you to figure it out. I think they actually said that one point in the movie where, like, you shouldn't rely that much on nostalgia. Like, okay, so you don't even think. But that you we make would a game where we have to know everything about your private life. Yeah, and I mean that's fine. Like, if it's <laughs> if this is intended to be more of a blockbustery film, then I guess you don't need to go super in depth with it. But I mean, again, why bring it up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you guys think that there was a, the VR portion of the movie was any more? impactful than what they do in real life because i thought the i thought it was the only moment where it was semi-dramatic was when it was ioi who destroyed one of the like his where his aunt lived right the stack mm-hmm. yeah which I was that, real life like yeah i thought that could have been much more impactful uh, yeah it was like a minute long i yeah, wanted like, to know more, he's like, like no don't and then they do and, and i was they like did. that's it they just which did uh, they die Duh, yeah. I'm assuming, but yeah. they like yeah. never they never said it. Like again, yeah, he has, there like, could have no been real even. world impact and they just keep like they kept going back to the real world just to show a car chase. Also, they never that, talk maybe, about what happened. Maybe that's the point of the movie. The line you get too much into the You just forget world, all it is is one car chase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well there's also it's the possible. line that is stemmed from that where he he could have just been like, You killed my aunt or whatever, but I think he said, like, you killed my mother's sister in the line. Yeah. He's like, oh my that God. was a 
really dumb way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, it's very awkward. I wanted to know more about but the real world, and they just... As far as his aunt and, like, his household, that was an abusive house household. Yeah, yeah. so, his, like, his uncle care or a whole lot. Her boyfriend or whatever, yeah. so he probably just doesn't care. Yeah. Um, I thought that the real point of the movie was to seize the means of production... It's just a it's just a communist propaganda film. Oh, all the Russian bots. Yeah, buying tickets. Yes, uh, Steven uh, Spielbergny. <laughs> yeah, I saw twelve vodka bottles in the movie. Did you? <laughs> vodka everywhere. That's where it. What's the uh, the Kubrick document room two thirty seven where like mm-hmm. it's just people pointing out their conspiracies and Dude, the okay. Shining. I did like The Shining challenge yeah because i, don't have I anything, love the shining yeah i don't have anything intellectual to say about it other than that that part i was just like okay i'll watch this i like yeah this. Mm-hmm. like the page turning to show like the time passing <laughs> uh-huh, and it's having cool. like the shape of a key but it's still saying i'll work and no, no play. play makes jack a dull boy it's like yes i was curious the to blood see blood. how far <sighs> they were gonna go with that because like the moment that he opened the elevator and like the pool of blood came down i was like oh that's a there's a little kid sitting next to me in this theater and i'm a little worried for him yeah. because it's just pouring blood out of I the also room. thought that because there was a small child in front of me at the theater when I saw it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was fine. And in fact, uh, that kid loved this movie because they say shit like five or six they times. Say, they, there's one F word too. Yeah, but he didn't laugh after that one because it was oh. too much. But He's like, if I laugh, I'll be in trouble. The, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking Chucky. You're not supposed to say that, I think was his reaction to that one. But with shit, they'd, they'd be like, yeah, no shit. And you go, <laughs> like he would laugh super loud just like love it that they said the word shit it was great um, he gave I, the movie a higher rating because it, was, it said shit in it. Yep. The, the end of the shining sequence again is just like a what yeah. you just missed an the easy opportunity thing. yeah because she doesn't dance with her no she lands there and is like well I guess I win and I was like, you shouldn't you have to dance with her to like? She add, literally like, just some, asked her to add like some emotion to it. Wouldn't it be better if you had to dance with her to get the key? Mm-hmm. And instead, it was just like, I win. All right, let's see you later. And I was just like, what? This is dumb. Like, I hate yeah, this movie. I know. <laughs> I went back to being like, this movie just isn't good at itself. I just, I <laughs> love that they were at Fowler Hotel. Like it yeah. felt. It, I love the atmosphere of that movie. Plus, we just yeah. watched it recently, so I was like, yeah. mm, bringing it back. But the yeah, the. The climax a- of that part was very, very much a letdown. Yeah, and it was totally. I don't know if that's in the book at all. No, this. Been- I I think the second challenge in the book is a different movie, but not that movie. Old Spielberg. It's like War Games, I think, or something. Yeah, he's always had an obsession with Stanley Kubrick. So you could tell. Do they have like a weird rivalry like, or something? No. Or like, well, what happened was uh, Kubrick died during okay. making AI, <laughs> oh, and then right. he was like. Some like the company was like, well, somebody else has to make it. Spielberg was like, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to yeah. make a Kubrick movie because no he's AI always wanted to. Someone. And you can kind of tell that they're like, all right, well, what movie reference should we do? And he just immediately is like, The Shining. <laughs> uh, I did like when H hasn't seen it and is like, is The Shining really scary? And I was just like, ah, that's that's great that one of them hasn't seen it. And then, of course, it. like, she's the one that finds the corpse yeah. in the bathroom. You're like, oh, this is bad. With the well-placed glove in yeah, front of the naked lady. censored. Um, it was also, like, weirdly the same technology-ish that they used to, like, put... Uh, it was, like, actual footage from the movie, like, it yeah. imposed into the CGI, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny. Yeah, they, like... 
I don't think they recreated anything. They did just like they just like digitally put it restored. In there. It in all yeah, that's really like cool. A little bit, yeah. That is pretty cool. Anyway, so where yeah. do you guys think this fits in terms of other Spielberg movies? Very, Lower very end. Low. I mean, I low. haven't seen War Horse, <laughs> so I don't know. Not a lot of people. Have. I haven't seen that movie about the guy fighting a semi truck in his car. Uh, duel. Duel. I haven't seen that one. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say that that's one of his fight? best movies. Is it? And it was a made-for-TV one. That was his first what? movie. Yeah. I don't think I really want to watch this again unless it's like on TV and I'm sad. It will be. And It'll be on TNT in two years. Too sad to like. <laughs> you're only gonna watch change the channel. Because <laughs> <laughs> the '80s jokes, at least. I mean, it's fucking Chucky made me laugh pretty hard. So I mean, if I need a giggle. <laughs> yeah. If you need a giggle, I mean Jurassic Jurassic Park. Movie. Jurassic Park is always going to be my favorite Spielberg movie. So this is like twelve below that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's I don't know if I'd put it in my ten favorite. Even I liked it more than the Post, but I really didn't really like the Post that much. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put both of those. Okay, so there's thirty three movies. I'll put it like right in the fourteen to fifteen mm-hmm. range. Because it is better than AI. AI Dude, AI's and, been frickin' terrifying. I hate it. <laughs> and it's better than it. The Lost World. Uh, um, did he direct that one too? Yeah. I didn't did he know do that. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? It's better than Kingdom of yeah. the Crystal Skull. Yeah. So that's There's at least me. two. Probably better than Warhorse. Yeah, yeah. We can just pick. <laughs> we can just determine that. I'm not gonna try and place it in a specific spot. No, but it's, it's not bad. it's not great. Alright. Are we ready to rate this movie then? Sure am. I would give this uh, four RoboCops out of ten. <laughs> it's going to be easy to find no, things to rate it as. Yeah. Oh, then yeah? do it. <laughs> I'm going to go... Do it. Faster. Five... <laughs> five RX 78 twos out of ten. Nerd! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, so I'm trying to th- it's I liked it better than Pacific Rim, I think. So I have to give it the higher than Ew. five. The second one. So it's a five and a half King Kongs out of ten. I don't <laughs> okay, know how you uh, get half a King Kong, but you do. Oh, yeah, okay, Kong, so deal yeah. with it. He was in it. So was everything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh I did like the Hello Kitty. Was, really was in it. Was it? No. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it was. No, no it, that was Mechagodzilla. <laughs> no, I did see that he was actually in it. Where? He was in the big Just battle like the sequence final. at the end. Yeah. On Planet Doom. Yeah. Planet what Doom. In Skyrim, Doom. where they were fighting. In Skyrim. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Chris. Uh, oh, man. 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 His career relies on you right now. Five. Five references out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> the most generic of them all. You heard it here first, you guys. That's Ready Player One. Game over. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have a, a second film. What? What? Whoa. Oh, two for, it's the two for you guys. Look out. <laughs> We're just going to very quickly discuss... Uh, the once-in-a-lifetime chance we had to see this movie. Yeah, oh, man. It's in theaters I, for two days only in well, select theaters. I yep. didn't see it, but you guys did. Yeah. We saw Best Friends. 
written starring by Greg, Greg Sestero, Sestero. Yep. Yes. Starring. and starring Tommy Wiseau. You, you can tell it was written by a different person because it was a little bit. Well, it was also orange. directed by a different person because it was actually yeah. like it logical. Justin McGregor. Yeah, there was actual continuity in this film. There was a plot. Yeah, instead of just being like one random thing after another. <laughs> Which I do love about The Room, but this was actually a movie, so. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the way through the, like, 20 minutes through it, my friend Zach leaned over and he's like, I'm getting a lightly improvisational uh, vibe from this movie. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, a little bit. Just like the um, way he those delivered parts were lines. were really uncomfortable, though. Yeah, I, I hated the improv yeah. scenes. Like, the part with What's the... the- what? Sorry to interrupt. I was because what's the plot? Oh, okay. What's so the plot, the plot yeah. of the movie yeah. is that Tommy Wiseau works in a mortuary, but he's not a mortician. He just redoes people's battered faces when they die in like horrible car accidents. So he like makes false faces for them. <laughs> yeah. By the way, and uh, Greg Sestero plays this like kind of broken homeless man that finds Tommy Wiseau, and Tommy Wiseau kind of takes him in as an assistant to give him money so he can like get off the street, and they start into a business together that I won't detail in case you want to watch the movie. Um, it's a and it starts going a yep. little bit south for them. No. It's something very weird. <laughs> Very weird is the best way to describe it. It's very and it's, weird. But it is weirdly... Weirdly. God damn it. Very, invent, <laughs> very inventive adjective, Adrian. Um, it is It is like surprisingly effective, though, at like creating yes. kind of attention in it because you they like start to not get along, but then you are actually like, well, who's going to like make the first move and actually betray the other one and like it's confront very, them about it? Yeah, there's and actually suspense bought. going on. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, what? And then I was like, well, I guess it was written by Greg. Like, it wasn't written yeah. by Tommy. Yeah. Like, so, I didn't like, know what was going to happen a lot of the time. Yeah. But then yeah. it, it ends on a cliffhanger. Because there's a part two, so there's another movie. Yeah. So it's like a four-hour long, like four deal. Hour long movie. Yeah, it's, it ended the same way that Kill Bill did. Which, like, afterwards, I thought it's about as good as Kill Bill too. Actually, yeah, it's a masterpiece, instant classic. So like, it ends, and then it's like volume one, and then it shows highlights of the second part, which like. It's just like it looks ridiculous. Weird. Things. Yeah, it gets way off. And I was like, man, <laughs> yeah. I am excited. The last for that five somehow. minutes was like off the <laughs> yeah. rails. Like there's a cowboy and one of the dudes is on fire and there's a clown choking someone. Uh, yeah, a clown who was dead in the first part. There's a lot of lemons and you're like, what is any of this? <laughs> yeah, why can't I hold all these lemons? <laughs> yeah. And so it looks real good. I thought it. I way. thought it was funny. Yeah, the, the parts where Tommy like said something that obviously wasn't supposed to be said, and the other actors are like, "How do we get around this?" <laughs> yeah. was Bro, super they just awkward. Kept that, like in the yep. yeah, they prob- Okay, so the one scene I'm thinking of is the one I think you're yeah, gonna talk so about. There, I don't even know what the guy's job. He's like a collector, or he's like mm-hmm. inspecting to see oh, if the product collector. is good. But like, he started to say his line, and Tommy Wiseau just like interrupted, and he's. He just like stopped. He's like, "Oh, sorry, I, I didn't want to interrupt you." And he's mm. like, "No, no, go ahead." And it's, it's just like, <laughs> and they uh, left it in the that's movie. So weird. <laughs> yeah, I can. I guarantee you, though, like the budget for this is probably so low that okay. they just like couldn't afford to reshoot. How, or yeah. this, any how about the super racist part about the Chinese guy? Yeah, like most Chinese man, men are. Mm-hmm. He's like most Chinese. Oh, most Chinese are really like selfish or something. But this dude was actually really nice, and we should have Chinese food to celebrate his. <laughs> life yeah. and kept saying things about like China men it was like, it was like six senses oh in a row where you're like oh this is getting more and more racist as we go on <laughs> and please stop and on top of that Django Unchained 
nothing's more racist Less. than that. <laughs> well, there are way more racist things than that. But uh, Nazi propaganda films more racist than Django. Birth only, of a nation. Only yeah. <laughs> uh, the moment that made me feel the most uncomfortable is when, again, in that exact same scene, he like walks into the room and they're introducing himself, and he's like about to pat down the women and I was oh, like yeah. no please don't do that mm-hmm. like this don't. picture like two high-end prostitutes in very tight dresses revealing and Tommy's like gonna pat them down for guns and you actually think he's gonna like grope them on screen and you're <laughs> yeah. like no please no and then he like kind of that was does the like most... their back and their stomach and then he's yeah. like okay you're good <laughs> <laughs> like you good you can't fit well, good on you <laughs> yeah well that was like that, that one most... lady did look great in her red dress <laughs> um you rub it on his crotch I just want to say that there, did you guys did you guys a watch all like the post that. credits did you guys stay for the post credits no there's a like um post credit scene yeah there's like a there's like a blooper thing afterwards sort mm. of um. and then there's a like making of of like that basically <laughs> and, and we were like laughing of like how much more post credit stuff is there gonna be and then there was a music video and then there oh was god. a thing after that that was the making of the music video oh my god and we were like go 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 <laughs> like keep going and like it, it ended after that and we were like oh well but, I saw they were advertising for part two that they're gonna have deleted scenes and stuff like yeah. that after it I didn't know they were gonna do that for this one too yeah it's called uh, the song you can look up it's called scary love ooh it's real good the, the talks video's about on the YouTube. movie perfectly yeah 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 also, scary love from like the what was the little quiz or trivia stuff they had at the beginning? Mm-hmm. I didn't Those know that Imagine Dragons did a song for it, which was Ew. also the well, music in this. Dragons the sound in the music for this movie was really bad and really loud yeah. and really overwhelming, Again, and it hurt my head. Probably because they couldn't afford to like actually edit it and mix the movie. I mean, it was no "You Are My Rose." No, that's what I'm was, trying to say. My rose, you I thought a lot of the bad stuff that wasn't acting was on purpose to like keep mm-hmm. it in a weird like honestly for the first like 20 to 30 minutes I was like this kind of feels like Twin Peaks did you guys feel like that at kind all? kind of yeah it felt like Twin Peaks for, and I was like which means it's like well done in whatever it's going for <laughs> kind of so yeah <laughs> except but for the sound as, editing I was yeah. like I don't think that was intentional but yeah. maybe it was. It was uh, if you saw the room and you liked it, and you're like into that weird yeah. subculture, you'll like person, it. Yeah, you probably would like watching Best Friends. Yeah, I think yeah. you would. I was definitely surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, and like again, all that production stuff too probably comes from the fact that they made a four-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help. Wait, yeah. so this one was four hours. This one no. was two, but the second one's probably going to be two as well. Yeah. And so. it comes out in June for two days only as I was well. Say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just put it out right away. Nah, we gotta wait two months. <laughs> and then, of course, there'll be the four-hour cinematic, right, experience. including bonus features. Yeah, deleted scenes, music mm. videos, making of music videos, making of making of music videos in seventy millimeter. Right. All right. So you guys want to rate it? Yeah, How I would not give it James Franco on it. <laughs> I, yeah, I would I give it um, <laughs> probably seven um, bloody Greg Sesteros out of ten. Oh my gosh. Whoa. Spoiler? That's how it opens, yeah. actually. Oh, You're like, what happened to Greg? What happened you, to Mark? I'm uh, surprised you never find out. I should have just went, well, hi. No, I'm surprised nobody in the theater actually didn't say, oh, hi, Mark, at the beginning when it starts <laughs> with Greg Sestero. He did say, oh, hi, at one point, which is great. <laughs> he oh, also, hi, they called him a creep. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, why don't you ditch that creep? <laughs> 
just, just it's like a solid um, six forged concert tickets out of ten. <laughs> and I'm gonna split the difference. I can even pick a real theater. Six and a half necrophilia charges out of ten. <laughs> oh God! What? Yeah. <laughs> You better watch it, man. I want to see it now. <laughs> yeah. Now we, now we need to do movies where you are the only one that hasn't seen it. So you like, just <laughs> I could do that. Really weird movies, Chris too. Like, what? Just do that. You've seen so many more movies than I have. We could just do it right now. No. But, yeah. But not on this episode. <laughs> Buckle so. up. This, this episode is going to last two more hours no. now. What's up? <laughs> what are we seeing next week? Next week, we are doing A Quiet Place. Brought to you by the Krasinski's. <laughs> That was me being scary. Did it work? <laughs> that was me being scared. <laughs> I, I peed. Krasinski. Okay, we got to wrap it up. Sammy just peed. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys' expectations for this movie? No. Oh, I thought it was a shitty movie at first, uh, when it first came out. You mean the trailers? The trailer. <laughs> but now you made it sound like you'd seen it. I was like, <laughs> but now after still not seeing it. <laughs> but now everybody says it's good. So now I have high expectations. I like some good suspense. I'm into it. That was directed by him too. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Written and directed, wasn't it? Yes. He's like Tommy Wiseauing this movie. He is. Um, Yeah. When I saw the trailer for the first time, I was like, "That looks so stupid." And then, like, the early reviews so far have been like, "It's actually great." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "It's actually scary." They did what they set out to do. Apparently, is it though? I don't know. That's what I was. I I think the the things are like giant scary spiders, which I will be scared then if they're spiders. Uh, why don't they just leave the quiet place? I think the world is a quiet place now. Because it's like a post-apocalypse nonsense happening. Or alien invasion. But there's talking in the movie, right? A little. No. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's what, uh, that's my only concern is that like, it's just going to be a silent film for the most part. They show them saying a couple different lines in the trailers. Yeah. I feel like if this is a post-apocalyptic thing, they'll have like they'll know sign language and talk that mm-hmm. way, and there'll be subtitles. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did sign language in the trailer and yeah. in the Shape of Water, so it's getting cool to do in movies. Sign yeah, language, yeah, come back. <laughs> yeah, they all watched Martin Scorsese's movie called Silence, and they were like, "We need to be silent." Next week, that's, that's right. what it's about. Our episode will be in sign language. Tune in. Stay tuned. <laughs> Watch the episode. <laughs> Just Not kidding. You, Don't actually do that. Was a joke. Russian spies. <laughs> that was a bad joke. <laughs> I thought it was a good joke. Aw, thanks, man. All right, so <laughs> check us out on all of our social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are switching to a new website soon, so get ready for that. Make sure to go to iTunes, leave us five star reviews. Please. Send us Please. all of the good feedback. Tell all your friends. Yeah. We love that you listen, but get more people to listen. Yes. Thank you for everybody that has been listening. That's You're awesome. The best. I so love I'm, you with all my <laughs> heart. There you go. So until next time. Bye. 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 Okay, bye. <laughs>